Welcome to Intentional Growth, a show that teaches you as a business owner and entrepreneur to view and run your company like a financial asset, which will allow you to enjoy work, create wealth, and make an impact. This mindset will help you focus on building a more valuable business and give you the choices to grow, acquire, reinvest, or exit and live the life you plan for, all with intention. And now here's your host, Ryan Tansom. Thanks, everybody, for tuning back in. Very pumped for today's couple guests and the next couple episodes that we're going to be diving a lot into finance pricing and value-based pricing and how to make sure that you're running your company as an asset. And I've got two guests on today, Chris White and Jason Petro, and we are going to be talking about how they're going to be taking the profit-first model and actually turning turning it into an online system. Chris White is a seven-times entrepreneur with over 15 years as a coach. He co-founded 90.io. If you're familiar with EOS, a lot of EOS-run companies run on 90.io to help run their traction system or their EOS system in their organization. And he's also been in a lot of other businesses that he's grown and sold. And he's also got a company called System and Soul, which is a business framework. And then Jason, who's his uh, partner in this new venture where they're rolling out the software for the profit first business model, is the driving force behind Profit Pro, which is the new system. He is a certified profit first professional. And what I think is very unique about Jason's story is he actually has a software tech company and it, in 2020, when COVID hit and all this stuff, uh, really, like a lot of operational cash flow problems really came to a head for a lot of companies, he realized that he had a lot of stuff to fix fast because the cash evaporated from the company. He picked up profit first. He talked to Chris, who was his EOS implementer at one point back in the day. And Jason took his company out of the Nove dive using the profit first model. Therefore, he became an evangelist over it and then talked to Chris, who had built the 90.io and said, hey. Let's build a system for other entrepreneurs to help them get better access to the profit first business model to help them run their company like an asset. And there's so many gold nuggets in this conversation. I know you're absolutely going to love it because it's case studies, but also a lot of uh, discussions around what are we doing to eliminate the stigma around financials, make it more accessible to a lot of us entrepreneurs who are operators and people that are running the day to day of our companies. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If you like this podcast, please go on to Apple. Leave it a review. It means a lot. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Chris and Jason. This episode is brought to you by Arcona's Fractional CFO Services. Arcona's Fractional CFOs integrate into your management team and assume the responsibility of the CFO. They become your strategic financial partner to help you run the business, create your value growth plan, and build the financial roadmap to the valuation you want to achieve. Chris and Jason, good morning, guys. Good morning. How are you, Ryan? I'm very, very excited about this. Uh, we were talking about some good music before we hit record, uh, and uh, I am very excited for this conversation because you guys are doing some cool stuff. Um, now looking towards the profit first system and you, Chris, you've got some background with what uh, you had built out with 90.io and systematizing the software behind the EOS system, but you guys came together for this new venture. And I think the story is cool about how you came together. Jason, actually, I met you at a CEO Nexus uh, conference or a little breakout conference last year. And why don't you give us each a little bit of your a cliff note? Of like what you know a little bit of your background and then i want to start jason with your story of like how you realize that the profit first system i mean it worked you you you, yeah, you applied absolutely. it and then and then it did something for you which is why you're now an ambassador of it which i think is pretty cool absolutely and uh you know i, I wound up hearing at the ceo nexus group that's where i actually learned about the profit first system so but yeah my so my background's in uh, actually in engineering so i spent the last um 20 years or so developing custom products and things like that. Uh, and I started a company uh, called UpRev about back in 2011. So, and uh, going through that journey, right? You go through the ups and the downs, just like business, cash flow problems, and this and that. And uh, we were doing really well, right? We were doing well. Uh, we were growing, moved into a new facility. And, uh, you know, things just kind of came crashing down all at once. You know what I mean? Like the, the sales pipeline collapsed. Some of our, our contracts went away and it was horrible, right? You know, we had just hired a bunch of people. We just moved into a new beautiful facility. And uh, yeah, I just got, I, I just got so tired of that roller coaster. And I think the real kick to the shorts came when uh, 
we were we were actually profitable. This was a, a year prior to all this happening. We were, we were very profitable, you know, in that year. And it came time to to pay Uncle Sam. And you know, the P and L statement said, "Hey, you know, you're doing great." He said, "Hey, you're doing great, Jason." No, <laughs> no money in the bank account, right? I owed Uncle yeah. Sam. I'm like, what am I missing here? And so. Yeah, so I brought it up to the CEO group, to my peer group, and uh, yeah, they said, hey, you got to read this book, Profit First, great book, and I read it over the weekend, started implementing it, and changed my life, to be honest That's awesome. That's awesome. It is awesome. And now I'm, I'm excited that we're going to unpack that story, some of kind of the nuances of what you went through and why Profit First and the system helped overcome that. But Chris, why don't you interject here about your background, because I think, and then how, how you guys met and what you guys are about sure. to do, I think is a cool uh container for the conversation yeah yeah thank you uh it is a cool story um a really cool story actually so uh, i am a serial entrepreneur uh seven companies five exits prior to that i was a motorola two-way radio salesman uh, <laughs> uh i am a third generation entrepreneur so my parents uh and my grandparents all had their own companies but being the eighth boy in my family uh, I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur. Like it was hard, man. Like I grew up in the sixties and seventies and, and early eighties. So I rode those economic waves with my parents and their business. And I'm like, how come we're not going on vacation? How come I can't get those shoes? Right. And so I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur. Um, and then lo and behold, you know, one day at Motorola, I just had this epiphany, like, all I'm doing is selling a commodity. I got great experiences, high-profile clients, Ford, Honda, GM, Miller, Brink. But I did. There was no. There, I was a great hunter, right? And I was good at my job, but it wasn't gratifying. I just wasn't fulfilled in it. So I started to look for new opportunities, and that's sort of when I had my epiphany that I maybe I did want to be like my parents, or my grandparents. So fast forward. Um, and I, I get a phone call from a business owner um, in New Jersey. Uh, I had uh, I had built and sold three companies, and I got this call. And, and the tax like, hey. primarily, primarily, right, Chris? Or oh, yeah, all, all yeah, all tech space. Uh, our first product was uh, called um, uh, Ascend. It was soft point of sale software, uh, PC based. Um, and we, I only targeted truck bicycle stores because they were all on DOS. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I got like a hundred stores in the first year and that's when I got trucks attention and, and now Ascend is in their stores worldwide. That's a fun story too. But anyway, so I got these companies and things are going great. And I get a phone call from a business owner who wanted me to join his senior leadership team and his board of directors. Uh, because they were hitting the proverbial ceiling, right? Stuck at 10 million, 60 employees, no profit. And so I I said, well, you know, tell me more. And he goes, I'm just going to send you a book. He goes, read the book. And if you like it, call me back. On a Saturday morning, I got a copy of Traction by Gina Wickman. I never heard of it. Nobody in my network ever. What, what ever year was this? Because that would have been probably uh, like, this, like This is like 20... No, the book came out in 11, 2011, okay. somewhere around there. And this was closer to maybe 12, 13, somewhere in there. So anyway, I, I, read, I read the book and I'm just like, holy shit, where was this when I had my other companies? Like I probably could have, I mean, I did okay. I got nice multipliers, but I could have been a better boss, a better leader. I could have had a healthier culture. Like, so I'm reading this book and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. So I called the owner back. And I said, never heard of the guy. I called my network. Nobody's ever heard of the book. Like, I'm all in. I got to do this. So for two years, I sat on a senior leadership team with an EOS implementer out of Detroit. The program's designed 24 months, uh, and, and you graduate. So on graduation day, the coach, the EOS coach, came up to me, and he goes, hey, Chris, I get the feeling you think you can do what I can do. And I looked him in the eye and I said, that's a really good recruiting pitch. <laughs> but I said, I said, I said, yeah, I can. I've got the entrepreneurial scars. I've already built three companies. I said, um, this is amazing. So flew to Detroit, met Gino, went through his training program. I was one of the, the first U.S. implementers. While I was there, um, I wrote a book called The Clarity Field Guide. 
for EOS. And then I developed software called 90.io. And that bridged the gap from the book, right, to a platform that, that is easy and accessible, blah, blah, blah. So that was a lot of fun. And then Jason and I meet. He's in a peer group. He heard about traction. I think my sticker was in the book. He called me. I went and met him and Richard. And so, I don't know, three or four years we worked. And uh, just before COVID, they graduated and they were, they were like Jason said, new contracts, more employees, 10,000 square foot space. And I, it, was the, it was a great handoff. Like, mm -hmm. I felt so good for those guys. And then COVID hit, hit us all, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so, I don't know, about a year ago or so, uh, Jason calls me and he's like, hey, can I send you a book? I got all my notes in it. I think it, he sent me his copy of Profit First. I have it right here. It's full of yellow sticky notes. And I'm like, I see what you want to do here. And so Jason, Richard, and I met. And with my prior experience of, you know, SaaS companies, especially with a coaching program like EOS, it was a natural fit for us to come together. Because Profit First, million-dollar seller, very, very implementable book. Yeah, practical. Like, That's what I like, like about right, Life's book. Practical, yeah. but like the book Traction and the and the USIs in, in the community, there was no there was a huge gap because everything was paper based. So you got you know disconnected Google Docs, Excel spreadsheets. There's no singular platform to house mm -hmm. the tools. Mm -hmm. in there. So I looked at Jason and Richard and I said, "I'm all in. Like, let's go do this." And, um, and, and that's what, you know, brought us, you know, here today, like we are literally a few weeks away from launching. And, and I think um, by the time this goes out, you guys will be in launch mode. And what I think so. and Chris, I appreciate that context. And, and so Jason, you know, I, it's been probably five years since I had Mike on the show. And I think by the time this is recorded, I would have already recorded my next uh, interview with Mike about his new book, but I want to go back because like the profit first, like you said, it's, it's actionable and it's practical. And I think that's what Gino had, had threaded the needle with, with traction too, that's right. that, you know, taking yeah. it from a scaling up MBA kind of like you're it's over engineered to like, we're busy scaling our companies in the business and on the business, which is always the issue. So like Jason, like, I, I think you tapped in and I want to pull a thread in it and then talk about why profit first work for you is like, growth like what happens is i i see is that like growth is becomes such of these vanity metrics and i always start my presentations off it's like we were 20 million in revenue 115 employees we had three locations we did a lot of shit and we lost 950 grand in 09 and it was the year we hit the ink 5000 so everybody's like go 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 and like you know the, the cpa says hey you owe 350 grand with like with what cash so like, you, you, you obviously struck a chord with me but i want you to like because like what i think is super fascinating about your experience jason is that it's it's the real world experience of like it's EOS, but there's this financial lens that has to be approached behind the scenes. So that way you like what were the actual challenges? So everything was going good. And then how like so we say COVID, but what mechanically happened to your business right, right. that you didn't see coming, even though you're running EOS? You know, we, we were so yeah, I'm a huge believer, obviously, in EOS. And we 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 structured the company, put the right people in the right seats, you know, and um yeah, I, I think you do get caught up in that vanity of uh, a nice space, more people, bigger, you know, everything. And, uh, you know, deep down, you're, you're just, uh, you know, it's like a duck, right? You're, your feet are moving a million miles an hour, but you try to be cool and calm at the surface, you know what I mean? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think, um, I think as soon as I read that book, right well what had happened before like why did you why did the book resonate with you so like when you say COVID hit was it like cash flow issue like what actually happened to the business because the reason i say this is because cash flow is the oxygen we all need like we want salary and distributions and then we need to fund the company and we need to pay our taxes at the end of the day that's really it but like how did that come how did COVID help you see or like maybe not the ideal way help you see that or bring that to the be the present issue you know, I, I think it was just a culmination of things. I think it was the sales pipeline wasn't as strong as it should have been, but um, yeah, it, it's cash flow. That's it, what it was, right? I had 28 salaries that I had to take care of. You know, I couldn't sleep at night. You know, we'd lost these big contracts, and I'm, I, I was just 
it was just awful. It was an mm -hmm. awful feeling. You know what I mean? You got 28 families that are dependent on you. And, you know, I felt like I let them down, you know, quite frankly. Well, you know, it's in our entrepreneurial world, this isn't an uncommon story, right? right when when right. things are going great, you know, maybe we took our eye off the scorecard or, or maybe we didn't audit the scorecard to make sure we're tracking the activities that are producing the profitability, right? Somewhere in there. But you know how it is when you're winning and things are going, we tend to get away from some of the foundational tools that keep us connected. Yeah. Well, and I think it's like the, you do the best work in the worst times and the worst work in the best times, because if everything on the income statement is going up, you don't have to look at your cash flow. Right. And right. I think at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, let's go. Let's keep making bets. Yeah. And all of a sudden yeah. the whole stops and you're like, crap. So like when you got <laughs> that book, when you got that book, Jason, like what about that book resonated with you and the system resonated with you? That was different than how you were managing the business or your financials prior to that. You know, it resonated. The simplicity of it resonated the step-by-step -step process, right? You know, like, uh, was very actionable right it's very it was very achievable like when, once i read it i was like you felt i felt foolish i was like why have i not been doing this uh forever right you know what i mean like i was i felt very good at what you know at what i was as an engineer and, and leading the company but that piece was always missing you know i never had any formal training so yeah, I think the simplicity of the system, the actionableness of it. Tell me a know. little bit more about your, so you're an engineer and sometimes like, but you just said that you didn't have any formal training in finance. So like what was your level of comfort with finance prior to that? And then what was like, what was your relationship with financials prior to that? You know, that's a good question. Um, I, I, I was always comfortable with numbers, but you know, the P&L statements, the balance sheets, like I never really understood them. You know what I mean? You know, do you understand a, 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 a per, an income statement though? Because I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs understand the income statement, but it's like the interplay of the, the right. finances. Yeah. yeah. And, and and I mean, quite frankly, when I saw the net profitability on the income statement as, as being really high and I had no money in the bank, I was like, what am I missing? <laughs> I you know what I mean? I totally, like, I totally recognize that. Yeah. I, I, I know. Crazy. So, uh, yeah, and so that, I, that's I, where I in the book, my, when Mike talks about that in the book, I mean, like, I don't know, man, I've had, it sounds like you had that experience too. I remember sitting down with our CPA and like, you crushed it. You like, you guys did so great. You owe us three, you owe the government 350 grand. And we're like, we have no money yeah. in the, <laughs> like, with, how are we going to pay that with our, just our good, good spirits or like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the rock bottom for me. That, that's why I was like, I got to make a change here. I think the, you know, the, like the, the, the genius behind what Gino did, right. Is, is, you know, he would, he, he took scaling up and evolved it. Right. And he kept it simple. And I think, I think that's the genius behind Mike too. I mean, when we, I mean, look, we all, and, and, and we are all taught sales minus expenses equals profit. And, mm -hmm. and we go into bit, you know, we're these crazy wild entrepreneurs and like, I got a great idea and we go do it. And, and we're so focused on that. We, and we, and I'm not a numbers guy. I'm, you, you don't want me in there. I will jack it up. Uh, I know, I know about, I know about uh, being a Motorola salesman. I knew margin. Because that's how I got paid. <laughs> but but I, you know, the 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 beauty of what what Mike did was so simple, and we've all thought about it at one time or another. I mean, my dad, entrepreneur, right? He always used to tell me, "Pay yourself first. You have to keep a roof over your head, food on the table mm -hmm. for your family." Mm -hmm. He goes, "Pay yourself first, and then in your when you're doing your calculations, he goes, set your profit number and don't go below it. Like just." And pay yourself. So when I when I got the book, I and I hadn't read it prior to Jason giving it to me. And when I saw the sales minus profit equals expenses, it's like simple move. Yep. yep. But 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 the genius behind it is the focus because in like in Jason's story and thousands of other small business owners' story, they maybe not be afraid of numbers, but they don't have a they don't have the, the maybe a deeper financial acumen. 
or they don't have an interest because you know they don't like numbers. Well, they're intimidated, or like I mean, like I I can't even tell you how many times, Chris and Jason, that I said, I sat across from our CPA or our banker, and they just would talk down to us, and whether that was perceived or it was real, actual, yeah. It was just, it's still the way it felt, right? It wasn't, yeah, you know, yeah. the intimidation, all that stuff. And it's like, to your point, like, I, it looks like I did okay, but there is no money. I'm no rocket scientist, but that doesn't make any sense to me. And well, it's like, you know, <laughs> I'll, 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 look, I'll, I'll, I'll show an act of vulnerability here for your, for your listeners, right? Um, because it's through all these entrepreneurial pains that, you know, we want to share these experiences. So the next, uh, man or woman entrepreneur can learn from it, right? But so I told you guys in my first company, I I targeted <laughs> Trek bicycle stores, right? Without their permission, I just started going after them. And then I got their attention. And so the next thing I know, me and my partner have a meeting with the owners. Now this, the owner is, uh, let's see, he was second gen. And and we're like, oh, cool. Trucks like wants to talk to us. You know, we're like young, naive business owners, and we we get into this massive boardroom. Now, I had been in big boardrooms before, Ford and Honda and all that, so I was comfortable. But what was weird was we, you know, my partner and I are sitting there, and about twelve people roll in. Nobody introduces themselves, and then uh, the owner and another person come in after those people and they go to the opposite end of the table, sit down and they start the meeting. And I'm, I'm no joke, you guys, I'm not even like five minutes into my, my pitch or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And the guy sitting next to the owner says to me, Hey, Chris, excuse me. I go, yeah, yeah, Jeff, how can I help you? And he's like, Hey, what's your last three years at EBITDA? And I said, hey, Jeff, you know what? I didn't come prepared to share that vital information with you today, but should today go well, we can always go to phase two and we can have that conversation, right? I'm a professional salesman, right? You guys, I walked out of that meeting with thick stomach, shaking knees. I didn't know what EBITDA is. I yeah, called yeah. my accountant. And I'm like, hey, what, what's this EBITDA-do thing? And, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so so, so my, my, my CPA is like, tells me, and I say, okay, now this is where it was a pivot for me, kind of like Jason's pivot with the book. This issue was mine and I needed to rectify it. I don't, I don't like numbers, right? The intimidation, all that. I'm not good at math, but I need to, if I'm gonna be a business owner, I need to understand the you know, finance 101, right? So I had her make me a glossary of terms, top 10 accounting furniture, small bit. And that's how I started to build my financial acumen. But it's a horrible, back to bring the circle full, the horrible feeling when, yeah, I know. when right. you, when it hits you, whether, and then you, then like to Jason's point, you feel like a failure. You're like, oh my God, oh, this is, and then you got nothing. And that. Well, and then it's like, it's even more difficult to figure out who to trust. If you don't, well, that's the next, that's that. right. That's right. So I think, you know, when, when, again, coming back to Jason, sending me that book, it was like, boom, it's the same reaction I had when I read traction. I'm like, this is simple, practical and executable. Yep. Like, well, let's, and, and let's help I, them. When I, and what I want to do is it, it like, as I, I want to tee up Jason then to explain like what you did and how you implemented profit first. And then we'll kind of get into how the tool is going to be actionable too. But um, before I do so, I think what's important for the listeners and us three talked about this on our prep call is that when I, when I think about profit first and where it fits into like where Arcona and intentional growth fit in is that we are helping people on the big picture of like, what are companies worth? How do valuations work? How do like you actually scale the equity growth and more of the EBITDA like you're talking about, Chris, and knowing that they're kind of like the M&A, like you're kind of bigger, picture and then with our dashboard what we've realized is that our dashboard is for people that have really like decently clean financials have a pretty decent grasp on this stuff and then want to take it from you know they can like say hey we're a half a million or a million in EBITDA we want to go to two or three but what I've realized over this last two years is that's like not a big chunk of the market and then so many people can do so much really quick implementation and really practical move, moving of the needle with 
profit first because they can get a handle on this stuff and like start paying yourself first, start having enough for distribution, start having enough for taxes. Where I think it's just helpful because I don't believe that there's any competition because of how what we're how you guys are positioned and what we're doing. And like so many times people come to us and they want what we have and they can't afford us. You know what yeah. I mean? Because they can't even what like how many times I'm like, well, are you paying yourself enough? They're like, no. I'm like, well, not only you're not paying yourself enough, but then you're gonna pay us. It, like, so then there's like there's like a sequence of events that need to happen first for them to get a handle on it. And so Jason, yeah. when you when you dealt with it in 2020, how did you like what did what systems and, and like how did you apply profit first to actually get to the point where you took that plane and you pulled it out of the out of the wrong direction nosedive? Well, and, and I I want I don't want to say nosedive in it because I don't know if that's exactly yeah. what it was, yeah. but you just changed yeah. the direct trajectory. A precipitous yeah. fall in a short amount of time. Uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, different way of saying it. Yeah, I think um, you know I implemented the basics of the system, right? So it starts. It's the 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 the, the center of the system is around bank bank balance accounting, right? So uh, it strips away the P and L and all that stuff and it brings it down to the bank accounts, right? And so just opening up taking that first step, right? Opening up a profit bank account, right? Opening up that tax bank account, opening up the owner's pay bank account, you know, and, and just and just taking those first steps. And then like a lot of a lot of people that, because I'm a profit first coach, right? So I coach people, a lot of people get super excited and they get too aggressive. And I did the same thing. I'm like, I'm going to set my profit to 10% and, and <laughs> immediately we just started failing, right? And so I Why is that? Everybody against that, right? Take your time. The ba- the beauty of the system is you're going to make incremental changes over time to get. Why, to why was your ten percent too aggressive, Jason? Because we weren't profitable at the time. So I went straight from you know, uh, you know, if you're a three million dollar business, right? And all of a sudden you you go from not making money to how am I going to make you know three hundred k? Yep. So you, the system is simple, but it's not easy. And what I mean by that is you're going to implement the, if you implement the, the system, you're going to go and it's going to get to a point where it's uncomfortable, right? You got to make difficult decisions, right? So, I mean, a perfect example is we went from 28 employees to 14, right? It was good for hard, you, man. right? These I are know, people that I say good for care, you. Yeah. Right? And our, and our revenue only dipped about 14%. So it tells you how bloated we were, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, so so when you start implementing the system, it, it it gets to a point where it is it is it is really hard to make decisions, but the decisions are black and white in front of you. You can't right. afford this many people. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. I I love that, Jason. And like, props to you, man, because like I've been there, dude, and it sucks. Awful. Like it in it's like um, what would just because I think it's a I want to. Tell me about your, how did you handle that? Because it, like the pride and the ego is such a bitch when yeah. you're trying to go through that. So like, how did you, how did you handle that mentally? And then how did the system help you deal with that? I mean, it was difficult, right? And I'll tell you the most difficult person. So I have a, a senior leadership team, right? And there was five of us on the team. And uh, we're very transparent with the books, you know what I mean? And so the worst, uh, one of the worst, there was a couple of them, but this is the, one of the people on my senior leadership team saw the bank accounts, saw what was happening, and he realized, he came to me, he goes, I know, I realized we can't, we can't afford me, right? And he was like, it was very emotional, right? You know what I mean? And he, you know, I, I, he was right. Right. He was right. So in that one case, you know, as a leader, I, I felt like uh, it was awful. Right. Mm-hmm. And he wound up, he wound up leaving. And uh, I was actually saw him last night for a beer and, and, you know, we're still great friends and stuff like that. But that's, that's the, that's the black and whiteness, right? It's not just mm-hmm. like, it just puts it in front of you. Right. And, and it forces you to make these tough decisions, you know? I I think it's so helpful, man, because like this is real life, and I like and I think yeah. you know it's this tra- we have trade offs that we have to make, and I think for a long time people we it's been pretty easy with zero 
8% money for 14 years and things went up to the right. And now it's like, we have trade-offs like, okay, well we have to save the machine of the company. And like, we have trade-offs and the trade-offs are hard, but then when you get out of them and you stay focused, then there's a lot of good on the other side. And I think that's yeah. where I, I say the profit first and like the, the way of in, eliminating intimidation, getting people to actually make those moves that are really hard. Cause like so many times, and this is where I, I don't know if you guys experience this, but you sit down, you sit down in front of a CPA or banker, like, you know, like all that hard stuff that you have to deal with. It's like, we don't need more shame and guilt. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I, I like, I, we got to deal with it anyways. And I think what's so cool is that it's like, okay, now there's a practical way to deal with those hard trade-offs and to like give you confidence that you're making right. the right hard choice. Right. Right. I think that in my observation, of Jason and Richard is that's that's one of the things it, it did. I know it did for Jason. It's like, okay, like he's an engineer. He likes things in order he, and it's easy. You know, he, he set up the bank accounts, but you know, it took what, 18, 24 months, Jason, to, to, to turn the tides, right? Following the methodology, yeah. the Two principles. Years. Yeah. And, and, the, the thing that I think that I want to say, and it's like in relation to EOS or any operating system or, or, or what we're talking about here with Profit First is when you're in that situation and you're embarrassed and, you, you know, you, you, you have a layoff and you're just like, shit, it's just shit every day. But you're the leader and all eyes are on you and you've got to stand up and lead, right? Because that's when we find out what kind of leader you are in the roughest times. Now, and and, I, and I don't want to embarrass Jason, but, you know, he was, he, him and Richard recognized their, they scaled their business to a certain point, but they needed some help. Great. Bring in an operating system that helped them scale to what they were getting at, right? Maybe somewhere we missed it on the scorecard. I, you know, if we got, you know, the, the wrong KPIs or there was a miss. The beauty of it is, and this is what, the really confident, smart entrepreneurs do is, yeah, it sucks. And guess what? It's my fault. Yeah, responsibility. Now I'm, now I'm gonna now I'm going to do something about it. And that's the, the that the resource of the profit first book, like is amazing. Just like you know, all all the other simple practical business books, but but this profit first book, you literally if you're open and honest with yourself and you get past all the emotions and now you're ready to find something to execute, right? Something to fix the, the problem. And, and they did it. They stuck to it. I think that's the discipline that that book, that methodology brings, like it's proven process. Start with these five accounts and, and start, you know, depositing your money, following the process, but you got to stick with it. Yeah. You have to stick with it. that discipline has to be there. But let me tell you, we've all three have been in this boat, and I'm sure plenty of our listeners have been in this boat. If you stay confident, that's one of the major traits of the high-performing, really, business owners, right? There's a high level of confidence when everything else around them is, is not to take that. But then it's backed by the discipline. The discipline, because just like in any operating system, when you start, you have to give it blind faith. Mm -hmm. You have to just give it blind faith. And and that's what Jason did. He just he got all right, this is it. I'm gonna follow it and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give it our all. We're not gonna get distracted. And here we are 18, 20 months later, it's like, hey, it worked. So Jason, I love that, Chris. And to pull on the thread of what you just said, Chris, is um, Jason, for the listeners in that, because the blind faith part is important here. It is. You know, I've always struggled with, how do you get someone to take action when they're not eating shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 let's avoid having the problem, the, the, the right. uh, fall, like Chris said, right. like, like <laughs> how, how do, like, what are your, what are your thoughts or comments or suggestions to people to, to, to take the blind faith in a, in a time where they don't, they might not need to? Yeah. I, I think 
you know, the the journey starts with the first step, right? And, and I think it's as simple as taking that first step, right? And, and and opening up those bank accounts and and reading the book. I mean, I read it like four times. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, you you got to absorb it. And every time I read it, I I, I learned a little something different. But it just it does. It takes that blind faith. You got to take that first step. And discipline is a huge part. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because uh, <clears throat> what will happen is you have these bank accounts and you have money going into your profit account and your expenses start to squeeze like every bit of you wants to say slide some money out of that profit account. <laughs> totally. But you cannot. <laughs> you can't. I did, at first time, I'm like, ah. Oh, dude, when I was tax. looking at Jason, when I was looking at my tax account continue to grow with cash yeah. while we're over, you're just like, that's not mine. And it's <laughs> right there. <laughs> I just need some of it. So it, it does. It takes a real discipline. And, you know, yeah. that's when it helps to have a coach or somebody helping you along, you know, accountability, you know. Uh, so, but yeah. So what's that? Oh, how does this translate to then? Um, What's the market opportunity that you see with this platform, you guys? Because, I, I mean, it's obviously you've done this before, Chris, with, with EOS and 90.io. Like, so, Jason, why would you end up calling Chris up? And, like, what do you, what's your vision? What, what's your guys' uh, – where you're headed? So uh, where it started was it was so impactful on my life that I became a coach, and I really wanted to help others, right? I really, I knew there were so many people out there that were just like me. They were good at what they did. That they just needed that extra help, Right. And so I started coaching people and helping people, and, and it feels great, right? I mean, that's what we love about, you know, being involved with the entrepreneurs. But I only have so much capacity, right? So I can only help so many people. And my background, as I started doing this, I was dealing with Excel sheets. I was talking to, there's like four or 500 other coaches out there. Everybody's, you, it's just disjointed. And so this thing, you know, I'm a tech guy. So this thing back in my head saying, Hey, there's an opportunity here. And so, you know, we just kind of moved on it. And I know with Chris's experience with 90IO, uh, I called him up. We had lunch. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just, he was the perfect fit. And, and I feel very blessed, very thankful to have Chris and Richard on my team. I think we are a great complimentary, uh, uh, you know, team. But uh, yeah, so we just, hey, it, it's not enough to just read the book. It really mm -hmm. isn't. You need somebody to help you. And this software is that next step. The Profit Pro software is there. If you, you read that book, use this software. And, and the goal is to help all those people out there, all those small businesses that maybe can't afford a coach, right? Maybe they mm -hmm. just don't have it. But use the software, read the book. So that was, that's, well, and, our, and that's our purpose. And, and I want to, I want that. I love it, Jason. I want, Chris, maybe you to describe a little bit more in depth what the tool does but i think i want to insert in one of the topics we talked about on our prep call was so one of the problems that i see in small businesses in this kind of Pareto principle of small companies that go into like the bigger size privately held companies is that 95 percent of companies are below five million in revenue and when i one of the biggest challenges that i see and i we talked about this where when if we were to put some language behind what does hitting the ceiling mean in the financial terms and then also one of the biggest dysfunctions, I think what happens with EOS without the financial lens is entrepreneurs get this blind, these blind recommendations of just blank, hire someone, just put an earpiece in, just whatever the hell it might be. And in the back of their mind, what I've been here and I've watched, I've watched hundreds of entrepreneurs deal with this. Then they're sitting there going, I'm finally making 200 grand. And you just said, just ball, and then it just takes away from their personal income. So there's no way for them to see this path, even though they might absolutely 100% get why they should invest in whatever the heck is being discussed. The reality is they don't have enough cash to do it. And I see the insert profit first, insert the system that you guys are putting in, so that way they can get on the other hump of this cash flow That's issue. Right. That's right. You, you, they're, they're so, you know, we, yes, it's fast software, right? We, we've taken the, the, the tools, the foundational tools of profit first, and we digitize them, right? We have a singular platform. So, you know, the end users and their teams all have access, but then if they do hire a coach, the coach has access. They can, it helps the coach do their job better. Right. Um, but what we want to do is we just want to make it fun and easy to do business with Profit Pro. And to, to Jason's point, 
the profit first methodology is simple, practical, and it works. And when and Jason's one of how many case studies that are out there, the book came out in 2014, I believe. So what profit pro app does is bridge the gap from the book to te bring technology in, right? So that we can have a seamless interface. But the idea is you, we, you mentioned earlier that experience, right? But well, we don't want any dips in the experience. The software is going to take you through, right? Mm -hmm. The steps mm -hmm. that Jason had to follow, going back to the book every time. Um, and it just is going to make the, the, the manual profit first quick start easier, seamless following. And then you know, easier to the, communicate with a coach or with anybody else that's around you. So that to, way, yeah, lines of communication. And, and the, 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 and we have the foundational tools of, of what Jason used, right? And profit first. But then, of course, we're all technologists and, you know, we've expanded the toolbox. So you're actually getting a little bit more than just the foundational tools and profit first. But, but let me say, it starts there. It starts, like Jason said, that first step is when you download the software, there is a little bit of work to do, right? You got to set it up. And we have white glove service to help them do that. So, so it's not a, you know, uh, we, we want a frictionless experience. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's where we're focused. But we really, the second piece of this, you guys, is, you know, because I don't like numbers, you know, Jason is not a big fan either. We don't pay attention. You know, we want to educate the small business owner too. Kind of like my my top ten, you know, finance uh, mm -hmm. thing that my you know we we want to do. Yeah, I'm gonna say that every that's, time. That's, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be living that one for a while. But um, <laughs> it, is, it is funny. But the thing is, like the the. But so one, we fill the technological gap, but we've now we're going to have a user experience of getting you onboarded, right? And then getting you set up. And, and then we're there, uh, if you, whether you hire a profit first coach, or if you uh, don't have a coach, we, we work and hold their hand uh, to make it a, a good experience. And getting that first step, like they're, it's not hard. It's hard for them, right? We talked about this emotional feeling we mm -hmm. have when we're in this position. And, you know, we have to be cognizant, cognizant of that when we're talking to these business owners, like, hey, we've been in your shoes. We've been in your place. Like, we know because we're entrepreneurial business builders. Like, we're walking well, I mean, the I same part, part we're of that, Chris, too, is like, and this is why I think Arcona has succeeded too, is that it's it's this entrepreneur to entrepreneur, you know what is necessary to know and not know and how to communicate yeah. like debits and credits. We don't give a shit about debits and credits. Someone else should do that. What I need right. to know is if I make this decision, do I have enough money to pay myself and pay payroll in three weeks? <laughs> oh, I, remember, I remember saying to my accountant, you know, like, like, like I didn't want to get overwhelmed with like, cause I did little training sessions with her, but I said, listen, it's real simple. This is what I want. I want to keep my fingers on the pulse of the financial segment of my company. And I only want to look at a handful of numbers. I don't, you can't come at me with, you know, yeah. you know, what's really fascinating. You know, what's really fascinating. I just got done doing a podcast um, with a banker, commercial banker. That was a lot of fun. It was like an hour and a half. And he's from, he's a banker inside of a big family office. So he's not uh. singing. Why well, I think that's important is because he's not singing this song of like, everything's fine. And it's like, no, like it, he's, he was speaking the truth of how the financial system yeah. works. And what he said, that's relevant to what you just said, Chris is, the balance sheet, he goes, start with the balance sheet first. He goes, if you want to work with your banker in a better way, put the balance sheet in the first page, not the income statement. So if I think about like how, what you're doing, yeah, and what we're doing yeah. and what, even what he said, how we're shifting this is like the income statement's important for like how you're going to scale your business. But then if you, if you guys start with the balance sheet, you're helping people accumulate more cash for themselves, for their taxes, and to fund That's the right. growth of the company. So you guys bring that balance. Like you're helping do what he said is the first important thing. Where we then fit in is like 
we then take that cash flow statement, which is even more complicated, and we project that cash flow statement out to the right. valuation, which is like you can't do it unless you can't like literally mathematically you cannot have a cash flow statement unless your balance sheet is correct. So like yeah. in most of the time, right. you get to be able to come to us from like you 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 need so much work before you can even come to us. And I think what it, it, it's it's so cool what you guys are doing because you're making it accessible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there that you you mentioned what's the opportunity, you know, Jason Richard and I want to put Profit Pro within reach of every small business owner. Like awesome. worldwide, right? That's the BHAG. Because we know the three of us having being small business owners, we've all rode the roller coaster. And that's what we're passionate about. We want to go educate them. We want to help them get started. Here's the book. Got to read the book, right? Now, here's the tool to implement the book. Yep. And, and make then, it yep. easy. And then, get, yep. and then even more even accessible to get the, the you You guys know the stats. You know, Ryan, you're in the financial. I don't know what the latest stat is. What, 90% of startups fail in the first three years, whatever that number is. Well, there's that, Chris. But I think what's even more interesting, because, like, I don't play in the startup space. And we know that all, a lot of those startups fail. But it's this U.S. Census Bureau data that I keep relying on, which is out of 6 million privately held companies that have employees, 95% of them are below 5 million in revenue. And I think it's because right. of this income cash flow issue. It is. And, you know what's so, and what, what's so crazy is most often, unless there's different business models out there, they can't afford any help because they are not paying themselves. So like you're, if you that's can right. make that accessible, like you have a whole right. market that's huge. And you know, the, 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 you know, what Mike's like Mike's philosophy is is he's nailed it and and he encapsulated it in this book like and that's that's our passion those the data that you just shared right we can help them imagine you guys if we could push the needle one percent on those numbers two percent well what chris you know what's so you know it's super important is i on the call with the banker you guys um i said like they talk about this $10 trillion baby boomer wealth tsunami. And I actually am truly curious. I'm waiting for someone to tell me I'm wrong is I'm going, what wealth tsunami? We have 95% of companies where they have jobs where they're making a one, 200, couple hundred grand, and there's not enough cash flow to afford the buyout and to afford their retirement. So we need to have people like if your system, if we can, had that whole cohort generate more cash flow. That's right. I mean, that's an insane like possibility, and they're going to have to do it themselves, but they need help through education. And it's got to be affordable, right? right. To your exactly. point earlier, yeah, exactly. they can't yeah. afford it. So we we position Profit Pro to be affordable. Like this, is, you know, ninety nine dollars a month is is you know the the most popular yep. of our three tiers, but. That's what we want. We we want to go change that data because our passion is small, but just like you and us. Well, like, we're yeah, yeah. It's I mean, Chris, because like people come to me like, "Hey, we need help," and I'm like, "Well, it's a few grand a month." They're like what? Yep. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're only helping the you know, there, there's the people that want to make that investment or can afford it. Otherwise, they have to go do the training and then do all of it themselves. But like you're you're it's I love it, guys. Because like yeah. again, it's thank you. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, Jason, how how is it doing this and running a, a business? You got an integrator running the company, and you, it's all like like what's how how you balancing it? You know, so I'm I'm very thankful that um, you know, implementing US, implementing Profit First, uh, the other big book that's been influencing my life is a great game of business. Um, so implementing those three things gave me the opportunity to be able to step out of the day to day operations of my engineering company. And uh, it just gave me the opportunity to 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 do the, what we're doing, and uh, awesome. you know, I'm passionate about it. You know, I, I just I, I love what we're doing. I love the team. I love the, the product. Uh, I, I it can't get out there fast enough for me, really. So that's awesome, you guys. This has been an absolute blast. Uh, time went fast. What is the best place for people to find Profit Pro and your guys's contact information? Follow you guys. What's the best place? 
So the best place is our website. It's profitpro.app. Um, that's the best way, you know, you can check out the, the tools and the software and you get signed up for a 30 day awesome. free trial. Um, but that's, that's the best place for sure. Yeah. Awesome, we're on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, yep. all the, all the uh, cool places. Yeah. Anything that I didn't ask that I should have before we wrap up. Oh, that's a great question. Like <laughs> oh, he's, he's smirking. <laughs> no, that's nice. No, I listen. That was that, I can't. I looked at the clock and I'm like, what? Yeah. Like it's twelve oh four. No, I thought it was great. I think uh, I think you guided us really well, and I love the interplay with your company and our company. Yes, absolutely. I, I don't know if that's a separate conversation or if there's anything there. But like referral, like, because, right, if we can get them going and we get that bucket filled, let me introduce you to Ryan. Well, I think, and, and I think it's a natural progression as, uh, as the listeners are hearing this, what I, one of my missions too, is to help them understand what order should they be thinking about things. Right. right. Instead of going like, okay, I've got EOS, profit first, intentional That's growth, right. big That's right. business, blah. And so like. I think going and reaching out to your guys' website and then picking up the book, then people can start to kind of navigate those uh, navigate those different pieces. You guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Thanks, Ryan. Ryan. It's been a great time. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening into that conversation. I hope you found the time valuable. If you enjoyed the conversation, please leave the show a review on your podcast player. We're constantly trying to up those reviews. It helps a lot with the visibility. And if you didn't catch the commercial in the middle of that episode, there's two different ways that we can help you. One is if you want that kind of clarity, we have a coaching program that is based on the five intentional growth principles and uses the material to help you get that kind of clarity on your target equity valuation and income that you need on the way towards that valuation what you want from the business long-term and why, and then how to get aligned with your leadership and your partners so that way everybody's working in the right direction to get you what you want. And the second way is if you want to jump right into the data and you want to actually build out your financial roadmap with your three statements and tie your financials and your operational data to that target equity valuation, my team offers a complimentary financial assessment. Either way, all you have to do is go use the link in the show notes below, schedule a discovery call with me. We can walk through your situation, figure out if there's a fit or not. And if not, I can point you in the right direction. Thanks everybody for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week.